What up, what up, what up? Ah, a little smoke break. All right. Welcome back to Evanology. I am your host, Evan. This episode, it's a beautiful December 8th. Actually, my bad, December 9th. Cowboys just lost to the Ravens in, in spectacular fashion, which is always great. Hold on, let me open my phone up and check the weather. Because that's what we always do. We check the weather for the day. So you guys can understand how how what's going on around me. Just, you know, currently it's a clear night, 39 degrees Celsius. Um, should be going up to about, fit, oh, damn. Gotta work in fucking 72. Yeah, that's a problem, dog. Let's just say this. 72 degrees in December, bro. That's sketchy. That's that's some that's sketchy shit. Especially if I heard I heard I heard this that that the lakes in Minnesota or Minnesota in general up there, it's not cold. It's 50 degrees and it's not snowing. The lakes haven't frozen over. And that's, that's, no, because Minnesota around this time, that's when it's fucking cold. Up north, that's when it's fucking freezing. But then you get this hot season, and I can already tell it's going to be hot as fuck next, next summer. This summer was hot. The next summer is going to be even fucking scorcher. I can tell you that right now. But, back to my life, man. Um, This episode also, man, we're just going to talk about what we're grateful for. I am grateful for this tub of Ashanti Natural Shea Butter, whipped, creamy, and moisturizes my sweet black body. Also grateful for this jelly cup I have in my hand so I can stay parched because my voice is sounding very raspy. <sighs> That's good. That's good. I'm thankful for my car that hasn't that doesn't have AC in it or heat. Actually, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. I'm this is what's wrong with my car. I'm assuming it's a compressor problem, which means that it will not pump the shit by itself, it will not push the air in through it by itself. I have to be going at a very exuberant speed for it to pump anything. So that sucks whenever you're trying to start it up. I'll just I don't even start my shit up, I'll just start my shit up and go. I don't wait for it to warm up. That doesn't make sense. Can't do it. But, oh man, I got work in about four hours. It's currently 3.11 in the morning. And that's just how we do it. I do my best talking in the middle of the night. I don't know why. Things that I've seen today. This is what I saw. Australia is completely back to normal. Here in America, we're talking about this bullshit where this is the new normal. Oh, this is, um, we have to wear a mask shit. Australia is already back to doing what they want to fucking do. No problems, no no sweat. They're living their normal lives again. I love this country because I was raised in this country, of course. You got to have some type of state pride or country pride, nationalism, bullshit, whatever. Yeah, go America. This is fucking ridiculous, man. This is fucking ridiculous. I don't know what makes white America... Or even just retarded America so you so prideful to the point where they just don't believe some shit. 
Like they just don't believe some shit. And it makes sense because we're the stupidest fucking country ever. Probably ever. Um, like we're the stupidest fucking country as of this moment to the point where we can't get our shit together and fucking president fuck ass Trump decided to let people, let the governors do their own things. But we're seeing other countries kind of go back to normal and it's kind of like, what the fuck? Um, it's, it's, it gets to the point where we see other countries have full on concerts, no worries at all. No worries at all. Full on concerts, enjoying themselves, all that shit. And we're, we're not at that level yet. We're not even at that level yet. I will be honest with you. The amount of times I went out to enjoy myself, which I know it sounds selfish, but I felt like I was in a controlled area. Speaking of controlled area, um, mainly one bar. Actually, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys everywhere I've been, like outside for fun in the last nine months. Let's see. I went out for a pizza with a friend that was back in the summer. What else? I went to a Texas Roadhouse, which was sketchy as fuck because it was packed. Um, so that's two. And two more, three more over the break. Three more over the break, which is which is risky. I would say it was kind of risky because one of them was a bar. One of them was a bar. And it was full of college, like teenager kids, like my kids my age, 21, 21 and up kids. And I walked in with mask on, sketching. No one else had a fucking mask. Like, no. I walked up to the bar to get my ID checked. They said, hey, man, you have a mask? I was like, oh, fuck, I was in my car, my bad, because I thought out of my pocket, went to my car, grabbed the mask, put it on, go back inside. And. I got my mask on, check my ID, straight, walk inside, and no one had their fucking mask on. No one had their fucking mask on. I was the only one with the fucking mask on, and I was fuck. I was like, bro, really? Like, is this, is this how it is? Is this how it's going to be? Is this really how it's going to be? Until, thank God, that uh, my group of friends got a got an outside section of the bar, and I was legitly chilling by the door like i was like we got a table by the door and i was in the fucking doorway <laughs> i was in the doorway just minding my business talking with my mask on all that shit and i mean that was the other one instance and it was i would say i've i'm on this side of we need to calm the fuck down like we need to lock down or some shit but it's um, people gonna call me selfish and shit. I'm, like it wasn't selfish to me. It wasn't selfish. I went in with a mask on. I followed. I followed the rules. Talked to some friends. Had a good time. But I didn't drink. Didn't buy anything. So I had the mask on all the time. Um, but it just felt fucking good just to like hang out. It's, it just felt good just to be socialized again, and. And, and here's my theory, bro. Here's my fucking theory. Um, 
I've worked with the public. I was an essential worker, all this shit. So I've, I've been exposed to a lot of people, but I think there has to be like a thing where, yes, people are know they're in the pandemic, all this shit, but you, but you should also just believe, not believe, pandemic's real, COVID's real, all that. I know that COVID's real. I'm scared of that shit, like dead ass. But you have to have faith that some people who go out without the mask have full faith that oh shit that they have full faith that the people they're also going out with or the people that are going to this bar and to me like this bar is fucking packed like it was strangely packed from the end from the outside it was like it's a bar I went to before in the before times it's a bar I went to in the before times and then going back to it like this lots of kids so I'm thinking like okay Lots of people, masks, masks is on, I'm straight. Find my people, and thank God they're outside or in the outside bar. So it's just you have to. Because I, I, I get tested all the fucking time. I get tested all the time. Um, so, and I always test a negative. Like, I made sure, like, I'm always test negative. I've always been cautious, I've always been like, you know, with my shit, mask on. Hand sanitizer in the in the car, uh, some Lysol wipes on go. You know what I'm saying. So you, you have to have faith that the places you are going to, like I just when I choose to go to a place, if I choose to go to a place outside, I'm I'm not just going to this place. You know, raw dog in the air. You know, just believing that it's in the air and all this bullshit. I'm going like in the air, but like, in, when I say in the air, I mean just like. I'm going to a place that I have no prior knowledge of or I have not like seen their shit or have or heard from other people that they're not fucking safe or anything like that. But it's just I like I take it seriously in places I go to. So all the places I went to, they've had their restrictions up except for the fucking bar. That was fucking hilarious, though, except for the bar and People were there carefree, but it's a different type of carefree as if they know they don't have it. They're not carrying it. They have full faith in the people around them that they don't have it also. Because one thing, one thing's for sure, these kids were in, in town from college. Like these kids were back in town. It was, it, was, it was Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving break. So like I, I was felt safe. So the other other place also, which is literally about two, like three days after I went to the bar, was an Applebee's to go drinking again. And it's always in it's always in controlled fucking areas, bro. Like it's a small table for me and some friends just chalking chalking it up. People I haven't seen in a while, four people, and it was good, spaced out. They paid for my drinks because I wasn't paying for fucking Applebee's. And I was dirt broke, so I wasn't gonna pay for it anyway. Um, so it's, 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 it's just, it's always just weird, man. Like it's always just fucking weird, cause 
ECP, I hear, I have multiple friends get sick from it. But they got sick from work because their jobs just don't fucking care about them. That's why I had trouble finding a job because I have people in my household that could catch it, might pass, fucking have lifelong complications from it. Fuck, if I caught it, I'd have lifelong complications from it because I smoke a lot. I'm hitting, I'm hitting the vape right now. Oh, that's fucking, oh, I love nicotine, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's always just a weird, it's always just a weird man. It's, I'm, and people will call me selfish for going out four times in the last 11 months. Also just, and I, like, I have to, I have to raw dog people all the fuck, I have to raw dog the air sometimes when I'm at work. And like, like I have the mask on and all that shit, and I work at a pizza joint, so I just make pizzas and it's an open concept. Like you see the brick oven, I'm putting the pizzas in the fucking brick oven, and it's just I've been safe. That's that's all I fucking know. I've been safe. The people around me, I've been safe, and they haven't been safe. They just caught it, and of course, people say the some dumbass people say the masks don't work, and I'm to me, I'm just saying. That your ass is too close to someone, then your ass is just way too close to some to someone. And at the bar, people were close as fuck. I'm not saying like I was outside by the door, but it was we were close. But knowing all these people, like these people, are hung out with each other. Like the group, my group of friends, they hung out with each other con- like constantly. But like we were in the vicinity multiple times with each other over the break, not for parties or some shit, just to go over someone's house. Drink a drink a beer, drink a glass of wine, smoke a little bit, and it's it's it it baffles me that people get mad at just that. That people just get mad at just you know. People getting together at a fucking house, and then, and I made sure I made sure not to post any of my shit on Instagram, not Instagram, Snapchat, just to be like. Like, oh, yeah, I'm out here partying and shit. I'm not out here partying. I'm out here just, you know, doing me. Not, not, and by doing me, I'm just saying, I'm, and by, like I said, I went, out to, I went out five times over this whole course of the last 11 months, except for work. And um, I haven't caught it. That's because I'm careful. People around me are careful. You just have to have faith that the people around you are careful. And they are, and they have been, and I have been. So, when this fucking vaccine comes, I just need this shit to get fixed by fucking next May, earliest May. If it can get me out of school for a little bit longer, bet, that's straight. But this shit needs to end by fucking May. So, because when I leave out, um, like I said, Transferring after getting my fucking little shitty degree, after being lost for so many fucking years, fucking around, fucking around my whole college career, decided that I want to do screenwriting, work in film, all this shit. It's a hard industry to get into. You need to have connections and stuff. Thankfully, I got five hundred plus connections on LinkedIn, so that should maybe help me or something. I don't know, but um, shout out to LinkedIn, man. Some some dude posted a TikTok. Saying, yeah, man, I'm trying to build my 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 connections on LinkedIn, bro. Drop your LinkedIn right here, and we'll do a follow chain. 
and believe it or not, bro, about like 700, 800 people were on that shit. Like a thousand people were on that. And it was amazing to me that it's just, you have so many kids, like, and all these are like kids, like college, college students. Um, and you're seeing like these college students from all around the world, just add you and add you and add you and add them back. You look at their resume, you look at their stuff, what they're doing. And of course, LinkedIn's LinkedIn's your most professional way of booing yourself. And I can tell some of, these, some of these kids fuck hard. Some of these kids party hard. I can tell. But um, it was just nice seeing like a bunch of people just, you know, trying to build themselves up because they know that college is not not much of a scam, but kind of kind of kind of a way to build your or help yourself some way. Um. So I'm happy about that. Let's see. And they just endorsed me. Oh, hold on. This little girl. Whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter now. But yeah. TikTok's pretty good, man. TikTok is pretty fucking good. So. For me, in my future. I finished my associate's degree. Fucking two years too fucking late, bro. Like, let me tell you, man. When people say that you you do you you do college on your own time and all that shit, um, not for me though. I I procrastinated. I fucked around, and this is just a life lesson for anybody, bro. I procrastinated. I fucked around. I I took it seriously, but it's just I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, bro. Like I like honestly, no, I wouldn't. It started my freshman year because I failed biology twice. Like, two times, like, consecutively. And I was a fucking biology major, which kind of pissed me off. Like, I was a biology major and I failed biology twice. And that kind of fucked up my GPA. So, like, to me, not to me, that... And if I took it, I couldn't take it again because if I took it again and failed it a third time, they expel you for that shit. And it's like, I couldn't risk it. So... I spent a lot of I spent time changing the majors, picking other courses, and it was oh my gosh, it fucking don't let do not let your college advisor pick your shit for you. That is where I fucked up at. That is where I fucked up at, because I have about twenty six. No, not 26. 25, 24 credits that I don't fucking need. Like that I did not need at all, but they chose for me, right? Like these weren't elective credits. These, these, these are just credits that I was told I need, but they didn't fucking matter. So that's what also kind of peed me off. And that's why I mean I was fucking around because I let someone else do it. Do not, if it's really important, if unless do if it's really fucking important, do not let someone else do shit like that. That goes for anything in life. Unless, you know, you get pay him for it, like hanging up a TV on the wall, pay someone for that shit. Uh picking your college classes. Do that shit yourself. And if you have an advisor, they can advise you, but you have to look into that shit, and I did not look into that shit. And that's where I just shot myself in the fucking leg. Um, so now it's just been, 
the last fucking two, a last three semesters, just trying to fix that shit and trying to get back on track. And I just feel like I wasted so much time of my life because I just didn't do my due diligence. And it's just fuck, man. Fuck. But I, like I said, graduating, doing screenwriting, or I'm currently planning, or my planning, um, I'm going to Arizona State University, go Sun Devils, Forks Up, all that bullshit next year because they were the closest film school that was affordable without going to fucking LA and being in debt for the rest of my fucking life. But I mean, this, I mean, I'm still gonna take out some loans because it's out of state, don't that bullshit. But um, yeah, Arizona's the closest to being to LA without having to drop fucking 60,000 a semester or 60,000 tuition. Fuck no. Oh my gosh. I'm hopefully I'm planning on moving there because for that last semester, for that last year, I'm not fucking paying out of state tuition. Fuck that. I'm changing my address to some place in Arizona. Um or I'm just make I'm just not changing my address. I'm just gonna be a permanent resident there. Probably move there. I might actually that might be an option. I might just move out there at the like towards the like once I get my degree try and find some work out there and then move either or move along to the either to because the biggest film industries are actually oh man that's 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 the thing about the film industry bro like it's only in a few certain places and none of it's fucking certain um there's la and california biggest one yet um the second one's new york fucking expensive and then you have georgia for because of tyler perry studios and all that bullshit and atlanta for because of tyler perry and all that bullshit so it's really just like if you want to make it you have to move to where it's plentiful and I always, I always said, bro, I don't want to go to fucking California, bro. I like they say that shit's beautiful. That bitch, that place is fucking full of smog, homeless people. Uh, like it's just, it's not as pretty as it fucking looks. And North Northern California is fucking terrible. Like it's pretty, but it's full of terrible people. Like if Northern California is filled with people who. Like the like the type of Republicans that decided that they were somehow part of the fucking Confederacy, which makes no fucking sense to me. People, white people who live not in the South, like fucking Nevada or fucking North Dakota, people who live in the fucking North or West Coast who fly Confederate flags. That's the most stupidest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. That's the most stupidest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. And they don't... And, and it baffles me. Because the Confederacy is only five fucking years old. It's a five... Like, it makes... My, that's just, that just proves how fucking stupid the American education system is. Like, it just, it just baffles me. But yeah, so... To do that, or to move to the film, have to move to LA or some shit, and I'm gonna dread that. I'm gonna fucking dread that, cause everyone moves to LA to make it big, and then they end up fucking 
being a fucking waiter can't make it back home. And that's that's a case for a lot of people. Because I want to do acting. But acting is very expensive. Acting is a very expensive thing to do if you don't have prior connections or family members that are actors. Um, I have, a, I would say, a family friend, a child actor who does Kids Bop. And she does a few episodes. She plays Miranda. She plays um, Miranda Bailey as a, ch- as a child on Grey's Anatomy in some episodes. But um, maybe I can hit her up or some shit. But like, at the same time, it's just you have to know people for that shit. So for me, I always, I always, I always like telling stories, man. I have two fucking good movies. I have two. I wouldn't say movies, but I have two great concepts that would fucking do good to me they would do good in today's climate two really good movies um and the idea for the well, the idea for one of them is called like it's it's a work in progress but for the first for the first main one i, I forgot the second one fuck for the first main one for me the title is going to be called generational it's going to be called generational um and it's centered around this family that is like it's it, i would say it's kind of cliche i i want i want to call it cliche i'm not trying to do the whole jordan like the whole jordan peele thing with get out not like that because it's not that but it's an inspiration for it um it's called generational um it starts off with this like, I have the whole fucking movie in my head. Like, I have the whole movie in my head, the characters and all this. So, it's basically about, just to summarize, a family comes back to the the old, the eldest matriarch's um, hometown, but she bought a plantation. So, like, they're in Mississippi or some shit. It's either gonna be it's gonna be in the south. It's gonna be in Mississippi or just Georgia, but setting is gonna be Mississippi, Georgia on a really old not an old plantation, but like a just a plantation setting, plot of land, big plantation house, not the whole slave ship, but just like um, that's where the setting is. Uh, this whole family comes together, and I'm either working on it, either being that she's alive or it, it's like a family reunion, or that. She's dying, or she's dying, and they came to see her for like the final thing and a funeral, all that shit. To see her before she goes, and she leaves them this giant, um, leaves them this giant like land in Mississippi and some shit. And the the revolving characters are, I would think, three different people. Three different people. It's a big family, like I said. Uh, the eldest matriarch, like I said, she bought the plantation because I'm either working it in to be where it's her mother's. Because like I said, like back in the day, bro, um, there are still people, like there are still like 90 or 100 year old people whose parents were fucking slaves. Like whose parents were slaves or they were born a slave. You know what I'm saying? So... Like, there's a lot of that shit still going on. And there's a lot of people like that still living. So that would be the basis of it, where her mother, back in, like, the late 1800s, freed slave, 
Runaway, and that would be the intro. Just the intro for it, I made up. I made up because I was listening to this one song by Big Crit Mississippi. Yeah, listen to it. Listen to it. And the intro would be the the mother running away from the plantation, and then sprouting roots. Now like a tree of roots, uh, and time flowing by seeing like what all has happened to her and all the her kids and not not like what's happening just like 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 it goes from her running away song starts playing um her running away song starts playing uh we see her give birth to her kid which is the grandmother oh my fucking pick for my afro See what happens to her she, for her grandmother. She grows up. You see her growing up. This is all gonna be within like fucking four minutes of the intro or some shit. Um, you see that their grandmother, gr- grandmother, and then you see the grandmother get married or some shit. You see, see you see the grandmother grow, grandmother grow, and all that shit. And along that, you trickle down and you see that they had, she had kids and those kids had kids too. And so it's just it's just a like a big family thing, but the thing is, it's either it's I'm working on it to be a thriller, because it can't it can't it can't it's gonna be a th- thriller drama. It can't be a comedy. It's gonna be it's gonna have some comedic shit just for just for my people, just for the black people, some comedic shit. But the working title for it's called generational generational, because, with the characters they're gonna be like the grand the grandkids. But like not like young grandkids. I'm saying like they're in the twenties or thirties. Like I said, grandmother was fucking a hundred or some shit. She's about to die. So you know, you know, like she she by then she'll be a great grand a great grandmother basically by then because some will have kids, some will just be like, and to the three main characters or one main character, he will just be that one because I to me I kind of modeled it after myself. I kind of modeled the main character myself. Which is very narcissistic, but it's just to me it just felt like it just felt like it. Um main character will or one of the main characters will be one of the sons. I'm thinking about making it two sons, one daughter. Uh one of the sons of the only daughter of the fam. Only only daughter of the grandmother, of the great grandmother. Would be the mother of the three main characters. Of course, you have the cousins and all that shit. So the first main character, I don't have, I don't have a name for him. But after the intro, or in the intro, you will see these three characters, like what they're doing, um, where they're and like where their roots come from on the site. And like one intro is the first main character, which might be played by I don't know who. He wouldn't. He would not be a black sheep of the family, but he would be a person that would just. I would say his character would be someone how. Well, he loves his family. He loves his family, of course, but he just couldn't take. He just like he just couldn't really stand them. Like he loves them, but he just can't really stand them because you know, niggas be niggas sometimes, and sometimes you just can't take too much of niggas. So of course. He goes. He goes. He uh goes to school, moves by the state, 
talks to him every now and then and all this shit comes back and like on the way there stopped by police and this in this in this character he's just really like he's rugged i would say he's rugged like saying like he's like oh man fuck these like fuck you guys like um i would say one scene i would had would be because of course there would be some back some not not background some backstory he's just not he's overprotective but a little bit of ptsd which is where the ptsd of just either just some type of generational trauma that's where the title comes from because most of the characters will have just some type of some form of generational trauma that's just passed down through black families like like it's, it doesn't make generational trauma affects people differently so that's what what kind of that's where it's coming from that's where like the thriller all this shit's coming from it's not gonna be a scary movie it's just gonna be like you know edge of the seat heart pounding drama um and so this character is just gonna be some type of p some form of ptsd where he's just like on edge most of the time but he's like he's just like he just he just carries all the time like he has a he just carries a gun all the time in his back and shit and he just once he goes to college does his does his thing, um, living his life, comes back home or comes back to the family and he's like, Yeah, I really miss you guys and all that shit. He means it he means he misses them and shit. But of course it's just a few it's just a few minute like a few hours of just standing around them, hearing their bullshit, you know, the usual black family stuff to where it's like, Oh fuck, I can't stand you niggas, I don't know why I came back here, all this stuff. The other son would have kids and shit, kids and shit. He would just be mama's boy type shit. He would be the mama's boy. He would be the mama's boy, of course. Um, but he would also be the oldest. And then, so he would be the mama's boy. He would be the oldest. And he will always be like the one trying to be the glue. But he has kids, so he has kids to worry about and all that shit. So course that comes that doesn't come into play but it's just you know he's a father so he just takes things differently or tries and what the man other main character doesn't have well let's just call the the nigga with kids main character b main character b just you know he just takes things differently or just takes things in a more super mature way not like a carlton banks but just like um maybe maybe an uncle phil maybe an uncle phil but not like that way and then the sister, which would be main character C, she also has a kid, uh, married and all this shit. Um, and her, her, okay, the main character B's generational trauma would not be PTSD. It would just be either having to be the breadwinner of the family or some shit. Like, like I said, man, there's plenty of forms, plenty of forms of black generational trauma that I feel like I can get through with this movie. And so the sister would be, I I personally, I can't speak from a woman's, a black woman's perspective of being the only sister in an all male like family, almost an all male family. Because of course she has a mother. So you know, she would have her thing going on of course, I have to consult. I would consult people, consult my my homegirls about this shit too. 
So, of course, they would have something going on. And throughout the course of the movie, of course, there would just be plenty of things going, like just plenty of conflict, um, family conflict, um, planning on putting in a little bit, like not like a scary scene, but like just like a scene where it's just his, his, his former PTSD is like, going off because he just feels on edge he's around people he doesn't like uh but people he loves but he doesn't like so he just you know he doesn't go off like he wouldn't go off shooting shit he would just be um you know walking around the house looking behind his back constantly and shit um because it's because also the form what plays into it also is i think his form his former ptsd will have to be something like race brutality related just like you know him being jumped or him in the south or some shit like it's just him being on edge for something to a point where he has to carry all the time or not carry like his personality won't be him carrying but i do plan on implementing that within the movie or within the script um so he'll he'll be on the edge at some time and he'll just be jumpy and jumpy and shit and of course, I do add on putting in like some type of comedic cousin that's just that's just a fucking joker and instigator and some shit. And then of course, you have to focus on the grandmother, uh, the great grandmother, because like I said, the great grandmother, uh, the mother ran away from a plantation, and the grandmother somehow bought the plantation. Or bought this piece of land where the plantation still is and the house still is and it's renovated or it's like it's not renovated but it's like it's modern i would say modern plantation home big mansion lots of rooms all this shit so of course you know there would be some type of some type of just you're on edge because you're in the fucking plantation you're on a, you're on a house of a plantation in the fucking south right you're in the south and it's just it's just the heat gets to you all this shit so like I said, it's a work in progress. It's really a work in progress, and like like it's that's something I'm happy I'm thought about it, because you just have to get the concept out. Just get the concept out, and you're good. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's based that's based on my first movie, second movie or second second concept. I wouldn't call it movie or concept, but um, I fucking forgot it because I was too deep into this one. <laughs> But I I feel really good about it, and I just feel like if I go to film school, of course you don't need, you don't need film school, you don't need a college to do it, but I, you it's hard to do it with no with no prior knowledge, no connections, uh, no networking. Like it's like I'm doing this so I can build a basis of what I'm doing, be surrounded by people who also are doing what I'm doing, and help each other out. That's the whole point of me going out to fucking Arizona or ASU, where the only film school I can fucking go to. Since UTS fucking high requirements. Honestly, that's why I'm pissed too, because I would have gone to U I would have gotten the UT if I didn't fuck myself over with grades and fucking school. But yeah. Man. I'm I'm glad you guys listened to my little story, man. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not big up it out. Because, bro, you just need to get these ideas out. It's all good. But, man, that's that's it for the film stuff. And so I'm hoping that 
when I go out there, I get an apartment. I'm looking at some nice apartments, but the thing is, I wasn't ready for it. Is that A-ish, like Arizona is like not technically West Coast, but it's out there on the West Coast, kind of. So prices go up, so I kind of have to work like I have to work a lot, especially when I get, if I want to get an apartment out there. That's going to cost a lot too. But if I get a job out there, I'll have like the somewhat adjusted, the adjusted wage, what it would be. But I just have to work really hard now just to stick my foot in the door. Because I don't want to spend fucking loans in an apartment. That's fucking irresponsible. But you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. Oh, fuck. I don't really have much to say else. Um, this is not some good news or not good news, good notes, man. Look, this year has been crazy. This football season has been crazier. Cowboys just lost to, to Lamar Jackson. Thank God, because fuck the Cowboys. But the Seahawks lost to fucking Carson Wentz. Not Carson Wentz, I'm stupid. Yeah, the Seahawks just lost to fucking Carson Wentz. Bro. I'm, mm. Wait, did they? I'm, I'm tripping. Oh, they lost to the fucking Giants. I'm stupid. Lots of the fucking Giants and fucking Colt McCoy. Oh my gosh, that was fucking ridiculous. But um, next year, man, we don't know what's going to happen. 2021 is a complete mystery. Other countries have been doing better. Um, we, as a country, still have a lot to amount to. Like, this political season was fucking atrocious. Uh, last four years have been scary. Um... It's just a lot of things, man. There's a lot of things that could go wrong with you. What you, what we gotta look on the bright side. We have our health. Some of us have our health. Um, be happy that we have. Some people have not caught the caught the Rona yet. Be happy that you're safe. Uh, be grateful for where you're at. I'm grateful for where I'm at, but I know I could just be doing better. And that's I think that's the thing everyone should be looking into for themselves. Be happy where you're at. That acknowledge you can be a better version of yourself than you already were. Um, shit, man, that's that's pretty much it, man. Y'all have a good one. It's Christmas time, it's December 9th, three fifty one a.m. Uh, love you guys so much for listening. This has been Evan, and you have listened to Evanology. <laughs>